0: Michael Reed on
1: LMFM. Now, if uh, you had the Sunday Independent yesterday, you may have noticed uh, a headline in it. uh, The chairman, the WhatsApp messages and uh, the fallout. The inside story behind the GAA's latest county board saga. I'm sure you'd have had uh, significant interest in this story if you're from County Meath. It was written by the sports editor of uh, the Sunday Independent, John Green, who's a Meath County Board delegate for slain GFC, indeed, he's in studio with us uh, this morning. Good morning to you, and uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we well, nice said, you're very close to this story, yeah. But uh, maybe uh, you t- tell us a, a little bit about the background because this goes back to a, a match between your own club and Drum Conrad a number of years ago.
0: Yeah, it, it, it goes right back to uh, February the 26th of 2017. A game that I wasn't at actually. Uh, it was a contentious matter. Uh, sorry, I should say it is important to point out that I, you know, as I've done this story as a journalist, but because I'm a member of the Slain Club, I suppose. I'm in a unique position. I, I mm. know the story quite well.
1: Yeah, and, and I think the paper. And uh, yeah, we we made that very clear. that was very important.
0: And so yeah, there was a, there was a game which finished with in a controversial uh, controversially, it was abandoned with a couple of minutes to go after some sort of a scuffle broke out on mm. on an embankment uh, involving at least a spectator from each side, and uh, it seems that one of the Slain players. Uh, got involved. became concerned mm-hmm. about uh, a young fella mm-hmm. he became concerned because his family were cl- quite close to it mm. his mother and sister and he ran to them mm. under the GA rules that constitutes leaving the field of play it, the timeline was later disputed but the long and the short it was there were fines and there were bans and uh, that young player was banned for six mm. months for leaving the field of play ok Slane subsequently... He'd uh,
1: he'd had a a good day otherwise. Yeah, yeah, he'd He'd scored five out of the club's eight points. And and there's a reason for mentioning that which will make sense later in the conversation. In in a bizarre twist then, which
0: these (laughs) these things always seem to happen, bizarre twists, (laughs) the two teams were scheduled to meet again a few weeks later on St. Mm. Patrick's Day, just by coincidence. Uh, Slane were trying to have their appeal heard to uh, get the young player have his appeal heard and uh, me were refusing to hear it before the game and some th- 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 there was still a lot of simmering tensions between the two clubs and it was felt, uh, I-, I think drum might have felt the same now but I can't speak for them mm. that th- it might be better if there was a bit of distance between the two games uh, anyway it was insisted the game go ahead, Slane chose not to play it on mm. the health and safety grounds and went to Leinster Council where uh, you know the Mead County Board got quite a significant slap on the wrist from mm. Leinster Council. The Young Player's suspension was revoked, and Slane, who had been thrown out of the competition for not mm. fielding, were reinstated into the competition, and the fine that was imposed on them was quashed. And,
1: and the slap on the wrist was that they had insisted on the game going ahead yes. before the appeal had been heard. Yes, yeah. and they had
0: felt that they had. They actually found that the County Board hadn't followed mm. due process and hadn't been fair.
1: OK, so bring Peter O'Halloran in. So,
0: uh, so Peter O'Halloran was chairman of the Mead CCC at the time. Uh, he subsequently then became the county board chairman, as we know. Uh, in July of this year, uh, quite out of the blue, the Slain Club received an approach from a referee, uh, Patrick Neilis, uh, and he uh, had messages from Peter O'Halloran dating back to the time of the, the Peter's from Jim Conrad actually, mm. and was at that game as it happens, and there were messages from uh, from Peter Hallen to the referee saying that he'd be sending him to Slane to ride them, and then right. he said they were tramps, right? And Neilis replied a few weeks later. I think he was quite in shock, as mm. he tells it himself. He replied a few weeks later. When will you be sending me to uh, do that? And uh, the message came back. Uh, in a month or two when things die down right what did he mean by that
1: by Uh, which to to ride slain well presumably that that, uh, that was the expression was it
0: presumably Mm. what it would what what it would mean is that you would you know that the referee would see to it that uh, slain would find it very hard to get a free and to to win the game right that he'd be sent to presumably I mean I I don't Uh, know fix the game really is it that's it's not far off that Mm. It never, it was never acted upon, and it's important yeah. that that's mm. said. It was never acted upon by either side. Uh, in, in his contact, but this to year. determine the outcome of the game. Well, basically, yes. I mean, that's what it certainly reads like, mm. you know. And it's, you, you know, you've heard, you heard the expression mm. down through the years in football, in any sport, where mm. a team sport, where you come off the pitch afterwards, and someone will tell oh, the ref, "Road us today," or. Right. You know, so y- mm. you got very hard to get fair play on the field. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's once that became knowledge in, in during the summer, uh, kind of uh, the Slane club was reeling and really didn't know what to do, uh, and actually took legal advice as it happens at the time. Right. Neillis in, 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 himself then decided that uh, he couldn't. He, in his letter to to Slane, he said that he didn't, he couldn't, in all conscience, let this go on any longer and he decided to make a formal complaint to the county board. Mm. And a few weeks after that complaint was made, as we know, then uh, Peter Halland uh, stepped down as chairman. Uh, mm. He admitted that he had sent the messages and that he had sent them in the heat of the moment. Okay. Uh, you know, one of the points I make in my article yesterday is that in the heat of the moment doesn't ring true because there was at least, there was over three weeks between the messages. Mm. You know the heat of the moment suggests that you send a message yeah. just when you're angry. Which mm, yeah. you know we're all guilty of that. Mm. Uh, but I don't think that that. Two was weeks a, later yeah. that that.
1: <laughs> it was a, a, a three-week-long yeah. red haze. Yeah, yeah. and the sort, other yeah. thing is yeah.
0: that uh, he, in his statement when he resigned, mm. he said he deeply regretted uh, what he had done.
1: He didn't apologise though.
0: But he, has of has uh, of late Saturday night, uh, certainly slain club and and Mr. Neill, who I spoke to again mm. on Saturday evening. Had not received an apology, uh, nor have the county board apologised yeah. to, to Patrick Nealis. Tell t-
1: t- me more about Mr so, Nealis. He's the referee, uh, uh, and this obviously festered for some time uh, because he got the messages in March of 2017, yeah. wasn't it? And yeah. then reported it in July of this year.
0: He approached Slane in July of this year. I've since I've I've learned since that uh, he may have said it to a couple of people at the time, mm. and. In 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 the great way of Irish society, m- might have been advised that he would be better off forgetting about it and getting on with yeah, his yeah, life. Yeah. It's not worth it. But it simmered, and I mean, he'd have to speak for himself. I have spoken to him, but it, it just did. It was on his mind a lot, mm. and it, you know, when something is on your mind, you come to a point where where you make a decision, yeah. and that was mm-hmm. in. Summer of this year, he came to that decision.
1: Okay, and technology being what it is, he still, he had, still the had the messages on his phone and yeah. was able to send them on to the board. Yeah. That resulted in the admission and the regret and the resignation of O'Hara. Yeah,
0: mm. now the, the story had been, uh, another newspaper had carried the story uh, in September at the time, uh, the Mail on Sunday. So I suppose the point of yesterday's story was that f- following the resignation of the, the former chairman, uh, an investigation was launched and I suppose that was really the spark for, for the piece yesterday because mm. uh, it was rightly felt that uh, they couldn't investigate themselves uh, you know this is the Executive Committee of Mead, GA this is their former colleague mm. and probably a very close friend for many of them uh, so an outside, three outside people were brought in including uh, a former GA president and they investigated the matter surprisingly to me and to many people they didn't speak to Slane mm. at all in the course of their investigation which lasted about a month or six weeks and uh, following on from that they submitted a report to the county board uh, last Friday week Just uh, it was hand delivered to the county secretary mm-hmm. uh, on Friday, that Friday evening and the Mead management committee met last Monday night this day week to discuss the report for most of the management committee this was their first time seeing it mm-hmm. and I suppose that one of the problems that we have now is that the report was delivered. It found that uh, it found that uh, the former chairman had fallen short on leadership, transparency, transparency, accountability and integrity, which is a pretty damning indictment of somebody in a position of authority and power yeah. and that he'd been correct to resign. It also exonerated the Slain Club and it exonerated Mr Nealis from any wrongdoing. Uh, not that we thought yeah. that uh, Slain or Mr Nealis had done anything wrong. But the, the kind of the where where we get into the area of kind of shady sort of governance is it was left to the meat executive themselves to decide what to do, mm. which to me seems to be a little bit. And I think a lot of the members of the executive were very uncomfortable with this and mm. felt that it, the whole thing should have been handled outside the county. And I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It sounds
1: like they were deeply divided on the issue as they well. They were
0: deeply mm-hmm. divided. Uh, there mm. was a very strong group in the management committee who felt that. Uh, uh, to, to what was said at the meeting was that uh, Mr. Halloran and his family had suffered enough. Mm. There was another group who felt that Me Ga had to be seen to do the right thing, and it had to as the uh, as the group responsible for running the affairs of the Ga in the county meeting. And that includes discipline. They had to be seen to do mm. the right thing. Uh, a vote was taken there were 13, 13 people who had entitled to vote at the meeting and 6 voted that no further action be taken and 7 voted that some kind of action be taken so a small majority but a, a, very majo- a majority
1: nonetheless yeah. uh, but, but uh, then legal advice
0: scuppered that based on the GA rulebook uh, there was legal advice that they couldn't actually act because of a technicality about mm. the statute of limitations within the GA yeah. uh, Personally, I, you know, I've studied the rules closely and I, I think that they could have taken action. That's my own view and I think that's the view of, of a lot of mm. the members of the management committee. But uh, Mead County Board put out a statement late on Saturday night. Uh, it was almost FAI-like in their uh, timing. But they got a statement out on Saturday night. The Slain Club also released a statement on Saturday evening but the Mead statement said that they had favoured... Mm. Uh, Debarring uh, Mr. Halloran from for, for a year from being involved in the association, but that they couldn't on legal advice. It didn't really, you know, mm. explain that it was on a, a margin of one vote. Yeah. And it didn't explain really that there was a very strong argument put at the meeting that that he had suffered enough. And uh, you know, I make the point in the article yesterday, and it has been made several times to me mm. in the last 24 hours that if you're if you're in charge of discipline, if I do something wrong mm-hmm. tomorrow. Mm. I know pretty much straight away I've done something wrong Mm. and I'll regret it and I'll deeply regret it. Mm. But if I go before uh, a disciplinary body with that as my defence I'll be laughed at. it. Mm. You know, if you do wrong you must expect to uh, pay some Mm. kind of a price for it.
1: But the decision is that no price will be paid for it. He's not being debarred which means the opposite. Uh, He's free he to take up any role f- he in is the GAA. Free, yeah, that he's that
0: absolutely he free, even though mm-hmm. it, it, in September mm-hmm. he is admitted mm-hmm. to sending you know, pretty alarming messages mm-hmm. to a referee. I mean, interfering with the I- yeah. in such a way is a pretty serious thing in my in my opinion. There is talk that his club, Drumconrath, mm-hmm. this has yet to be confirmed, but there is informed speculation that he has been nominated to run again for chairman at mm-hmm. convention in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Whether he does or not remains to be seen, but he is free to do yeah, so if yeah, he wishes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Th- th- there's many aspects to this story Uh, uh, but uh, one that comes to mind because uh, when you talk about the violence at the match that sort of brought this uh, to this very... Uh, aggressive piece of rivalry between the clubs and the supporters uh, and anybody uh, who took one side or another uh, and how serious people take it uh, and uh, seem to lose sight of of what's at play here. And what always comes to my mind is young children uh, and how they should be taught that this is about sport and sport is about believing that the best team should win and it's a matter of sportsmanship. And there's no signal of any sportsmanship in this story.
0: No. And I i mean, I wasn't at the game, but mm-hmm. I, obviously I heard like news of what had happened came to me very quickly. And uh, it was, um, you know, the first thing that came to my mind when I heard it, because I know the young fellow who left the pitch, okay, And he's a, yeah. he's a very young fellow and uh, he is a completely committed to sport. Yeah, he doesn't drink. Yeah. He's devoted himself entirely to being as athletic and he's a very good footballer. Yeah. And before any of all before any of this uh, rather unsavory aftermath, mm. I remember thinking at the time because i 've known the chap since he was a child, and I remember thinking at the time, this is a person who loves football who went out to play a game of football and who ran from a pitch because he thought that his mother and sister were in trouble and I was thinking to myself, "What sort of a message is that to be sending out and I mean I think mm. that's your point what, yeah. what, what is that it about? Is exactly yeah, yeah. and it's funny that like, th- there's a good relationship again between the two clubs. the two clubs have moved on and mm. For this to to be the sort of legacy of it is is very, very disappointing.
1: Yeah. Okay. We'll leave it there. Although I have a feeling uh, there'll be more about this story in uh, days to come. But thank you indeed for coming in to us uh, this morning. John Green, sports editor with uh, the Sunday Independent, who, it has to be said, is a Meath County Board delegate for Slane GFC. Michael
0: Michael Reed on on LMFM.